Good day to you. This is Michael Ramey, Executive Director of ParentalRights.org and the Parental Rights Foundation, here today with our Federal Relations Liaison, Maggie McNeely. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being here. So today we're going to look at a couple of parental rights bills in Congress. Uh, but before we get there, I need to uh, bring you up uh, on a few programming notes. So uh, our original guest for today was going to be Detroit Area Attorney Allison Fomar. And we've had to reschedule that due to some health issues I've just come through. Uh, so we're going to have her hopefully on the show in the next couple of weeks. So uh, if you're interested, in Allison Fomar was the attorney for uh, Marianne Gaboldo in that famous case out of uh, Detroit a few years ago where the SWAT team um, surrounded her house and there was a standoff for about 10 hours. And so that attorney, uh, who's also a member of our board, uh, will be with us in the coming weeks. We also had planned that next week's guest would be Jennifer Pelletier, the sister of Justina Pelletier, of that famous uh, overreach a few years ago by Massachusetts CPS and Boston Children's Hospital. Uh, it turns out the Pelletiers are in the middle of uh, a lawsuit against those entities uh, and are advised by counsel not to go on record with media right now. We want them to win, let's face it. Uh, so uh, I wholly support their decision to not be on right now, but we look forward to having her on as soon as we can. And when she is on, we'll have that much more to talk about. So uh, we look forward to having her on uh, probably a few months from now. Uh, but if their case goes quickly, it'll just be a few weeks. Uh, but we do still have a lot of exciting guests coming up. Allison Fomar will be on as soon as we can get that rescheduled. Uh, UNC School of Law professor Maxine Eichner will be on soon. And also Melissa Moschella, who's the author of To Whom Do Children Belong? So with that out of the way, Maggie, we want to look at Congress, particularly the Senate, and a couple of bills by Senator Mike Lee. Yes. So... As you know, the Senate has been pretty busy doing impeachment stuff, but they have introduced some really interesting parental rights bills. Um, Mike Lee, in particular, is the sponsor of both of these, but Josh Hawley, um, Senator Lankford from Oklahoma, are also co-sponsors on them. Um, the first one is the Parental Right to Know Act, and what this does is it would require any hospital that um, receives federal funding would have to notify parents about their um, about medical records for minors under the age of 18. They'd have to put their policies on web on their website and in print, um, which previously hospitals that receive federal funding or currently I shouldn't say previously currently they they don't have to do that. But this bill would require them to publish those policies. So now to be clear, the bill doesn't change what the policies are. Right. So it doesn't necessarily protect a parent's right one way or another in a specific policy, but it does give them the right to at least know what those policies are. Exactly. Okay, good. So then I'm kind of wondering if a hospital has bad policy and then you require them to let people know what that policy is, you might have a lot of upset parents. <laughs> exactly, which is one of the nice things about this bill is that more people will be aware of these policies and since they're going to be aware, then they can pressure those hospitals to change any anti-parental rights policies or, or things that these hospitals shouldn't be endorsing or doing. Good. Okay. Well, that sounds like a start. It's a small start, but it, it sounds like a start. Exactly. Okay. And what about the second bill? So the other one is the Parental Accessibility Rights for Emergency and Negligent, Negligent Treatment Act. It's also just known as the Parent Act. And what this would require hospitals to do is that upon request by the patient or the parent, the hospital would, again, have to notify them of policies, but 
policies specifically related to do not resuscitate orders or provision of life-sustaining procedures or denial of those procedures, um, any, any of those sorts of things, the hospital would have to notify the parents that before they do them and there are policies related to them. So now that kind of sounds like a federal Simons law. Yes, it's right. very similar, and we think the Simons Law was the, the impetus for this bill. So for those who don't know, uh, Simon was a baby um, mm-hmm. from Missouri, I believe, yes. a few years ago, um, and his parents couldn't understand when he went into cardiac arrest why the hospital staff were not doing everything in their power to save their baby. And they discovered days later, after he had passed away, that a doctor had put a do not resuscitate order into his file without the parent's knowledge or consent. Uh, So his mom went to war, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in a positive way, started lobbying lawmakers to make that illegal, which it really should be anyway. Right. Um, A doctor can't just decide, oh, this child's not going to have a quality of life, so I'm going to put a DNR. Uh, Because for one thing, if you allow doctors to decide on their own, when to put a DNR in there. Then you can have an unethical doctor who just decides for no good medical reason. And I realize that sounds like something from a sci-fi movie. But the fact is, if you make that legal opportunity, somebody's going to be evil enough to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so his mom went went to the lawmakers, and they passed Simon's Law, I believe, in Missouri. And yes. she's uh, seen it introduced in several other states. Had the privilege of talking with her a few months ago want to have her on as a guest of this program in the coming months um, that would simply make it illegal for doctors or hospitals to put a DNR, a do not resuscitate order, in your child's medical record without the parent knowing about it. And in in general, Simon's Law, as written, I believe, um, requires a little more even than that. The parent has to consent to it or there's a process. So the doctor can override the parent's failure to consent by going through a judge or something of that sort, Hmm. but it forces the doctor or the hospital to demonstrate a a good reason for that. Uh, It's my understanding of Simon's Law. So this then is basically the federal equivalent and would make that the law in all 50 states. Yeah, this is very similar. Um, It would require, before doctors put such a thing on a child's record, it would require them to tell the parents that they were going to do that. Which seems common sense. It does. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the kind of law should have, you don't even need a law for that. Right. You know, it's just one of those things like we don't need a law saying we're allowed to breathe air, you know. Right. Um, but too often in, in our country anymore, you got to pass a law saying you're allowed to breathe air, so right. to speak. Um, so we've got to pass a law saying that, that parents uh, are the ones who make those decisions, uh, put those things in the record, and the doctor can't do it without the parent knowing about it. Um, it's scary how, how much that's become an issue today. The hospitals and the doctors just right. deciding to play God and make all the decisions. Yeah, thinking that they can make these decisions and take them out of the hands of parents. Right, right. Um, so what do you think? I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> but, you know, you, you work in D.C. a good deal. <laughs> So if I put you on the spot and you don't want to answer, I'm sure you can find a way around it. So <laughs> what do you think are the odds for these bills? I mean, the current Congress is not exactly friendly across the aisle. Right. I mean, there there's always a chance it could pass in the Senate um, because we, we do have friends in the Senate. But it's 
it's not likely to be signed this session because, as, as you said, Michael, they would have to pass it in the House as well, mm -hmm. and there just aren't a lot, of be a lot of bills being passed out of the House that aren't just political messaging bills. This would actually be a helpful bill for parents. Um, it doesn't really have a political agenda. It's very common sense, but Congress as it stands at this moment, this sort of thing is not likely to go anywhere. So it seems to me this isn't really a bill Democrats or Republicans, either one, would be eager to want to quash. They don't want to squash this. Um, they just aren't real interested in moving it forward and passing it. Is that what you're saying? Right. It's not high profile. It's not a hot button issue. It's not going to garner any attention. Right. So right now we're dealing with impeachment. Yes. And then <laughs> things that are signaling in one way or another. Exactly. And it's an election year, so there's plenty of other things to, to keep legislators busy. Everybody wants to vote on something that can help them get elected. Right. And right. because this is so common sense, nobody's going to vote <laughs> against it. But that means nobody needs to vote for it either. Exactly. That's that's a, that's a shame. Um, now that said, Senator Mike Lee, mm -hmm. he's been a friend to us for a while. He has been. He has been. He was actually a co-sponsor on the Parental Rights Amendment. That's right. A few times. He's um. He is a constitutional law scholar, yes. am I right? So he understands a lot of these issues at the deeper constitutional level. He and uh, Ted Cruz out of Texas, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A similar situation. Um, respect. Uh, both of those men, I realize that as political candidates, that kind of thing, uh, people are, are strong, have a strong opinion one way or the other on, on each of them. Uh, but in terms of their constitutional law credentials, uh, very solid. Uh, Mike Lee is very solid. He's been a good friend to us. And so um, good to have him put forward this bill, you think? Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a good guy to have on, on the parental rights side of things. Good. Um, Good. So, what more should we talk about? <laughs> Congress. Not really getting stuff done for the people right now, are they? No, not at the moment. No, it's a, it's a lot of political theater going on, mm -hmm. um, all related to the election. I mean, campaigning is, well, it's not their full-time job, but it's a lot of their job. Yes, um, especially in election year. Exactly, yeah. I mean, usually by March of election year, we've found... Because we've been, we've been working with Congress for a decade now. Mm -hmm. And so we found that usually by March of an election year, if we're lucky, um, <laughs> if we're lucky, if we're lucky we get yeah. to March, they've pretty well quit the whole legislative job mm -hmm. thing, really. Pretty much. And just they're, they're campaigning now. Right. So. And today, the, the day that we're filming this podcast is Iowa Caucus right. Day. That's right. So it'll, and the podcast will air on Tuesday. So, mm -hmm. so Iowa Caucus was just yesterday. Yes. When this airs, um, so a big day uh, for the Democrats as they start the long process of narrowing down who their candidate is going to be. Um, and we don't want to get into that. No. Discussion <laughs> for either party. No. Either one. Um, we really, we really are, uh, as much as we can be, a, a bipartisan organization, uh, looking for support for parental rights from Republicans and Democrats. And frankly, we've got an issue that Democrat and Republican and independent voters mm -hmm. all largely agree on. Absolutely. That parents should make decisions for their children. Um, parents are in the best position to make medical or any mm -hmm. other decision for their children. Yeah. Um, and let's face it. If you make a bad medical decision for your child and your child ends up living with the physical consequences of that for life, the parents are going to have to carry that load. 
not the bureaucrat, not the doctor, mm-hmm. not the hospital. Right. I mean, the doctor in the hospital may be a part of carrying that burden for life, but they get paid. Mom and dad are the ones doing the pain, and they're carrying that burden right along with their child. Um, so they have, even, even if we take out the love of a parent for the child, and we make it all about people's selfish motivations, the parents even have a selfish motivation to make sure to make the best interest for their child, or it's going to come back on them, mm-hmm. right? Right. So uh, that's a good reason then for, uh, for Mike Lee's uh, bills. Oh, don't want to leave off that subject until we mention for those who might have been watching for our Facebook Live with Mike Lee last week. We, we didn't announce it until Tuesday, and we were going to go live Wednesday morning. <laughs> but we didn't announce anything until Tuesday because with the U.S. Senator, mm-hmm. they can commit to these on, things, right. impeachment going on. <laughs> but you never know until the last minute, are they actually going to be there? And then we had to cancel it because he actually couldn't be there. Yes. <laughs> so... Uh, for those who are watching for that, we apologize. We are working on we trying gonna, to reschedule. Yeah, we're going to try and reschedule now that things are starting to calm down right. relatively. Right. So get past impeachment, and then he might be available. Yes. So to, he really surprised us in accepting the invitation. He did. We Yeah, we weren't honestly expecting that just because senators are very busy. and Right. But, of course, yeah. if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? Exactly. So we asked, and, and he agreed. Um, has been, as we mentioned, very friendly to our organization, mm-hmm. and we appreciate him. Um, and it would have been nice to have him on, and we hope that we can get that in this week, next week, you know. Soon. As soon as his schedule <laughs> opens up. So so that would be great, and we can talk with him more uh, about this topic. So anything more pressing you want to talk about or mention? Anything going on in D.C.? I mean, we just pretty much said there's nothing going in D.C. Pretty much. <laughs> and that, that's about so it. nothing we're missing, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, so this has been a short one, but a good one, I hope. Um, and that wraps up this episode of Parental Rights Podcast. You can find more episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or on our websites, uh, parentalrights.org and parentalrightsfoundation.org. You can also support our work with a donation at either site, parentalrights.org or parentalrightsfoundation.org. Uh, together, we can protect children by empowering parents. Until next week. 